When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the single game days don't look good. The Fantasy Football Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything that revolves around £50,000. My name is Fish. And my name is James. Had a nice Christmas, James. Got that right, old turkey right. in you and that. Uh, a little bit, little bit, not not a lot. I mean, more just crisp chocolate, like crap. Like it's yeah, probably yeah. easier to list the things I didn't eat in the last two days. But I mean, that's not much difference my normal life anyway. So it doesn't matter that much. Just uh, any good presents for Harry? Yeah, loads. <laughs> Nothing for you. <laughs> what about you, boss? Anything good? Uh yeah, I got I got a wicked present. To be fair, one Go wicked on. present, which uh you won't. I don't know. Yeah, you don't watch the US Office. Do you know the US Office TV show with Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute and all that shit? I got the Lego set of the US Office, and I've been looking at it for ages, like probably two years. It's one of those things that I would never bother buying for myself because it's just not that. But I've always said, like, one day I want to get the US Office Lego set, put it, like, make it, put it in a case and have it in my office. I just love that TV show. And my wife uh, managed to find it on Black Friday or something and, and pulled out the stops, mate. So that was probably my best present. It's probably the best present I've had in about two or three years because I'm one of them people that if I want it, I'll just get it. Whereas How old something are you? like that, uh, 43 <laughs> and minus divided by two plus three. Something. So let me get this right. Long story short, your best Christmas present was Lego. Yes. And it says <laughs> on the box, James, 18 plus. And it's got 1,000 and something pieces. Why so, you is know, it 18 plus? Yeah, mate. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very good question. How is it 18 plus? But it's yeah. on the box. What is it that makes it dangerous for your children? I'm interested to know. Uh, answers on a postcard or on Twitter to James. In the meantime, uh, I'm no closer to 50,000 pounds, James. I've gone backwards by a couple. This is like, if, if we recorded my intro to every episode for this uh, entire season of Planet Sky FF. One week I'll be saying I've gone up a couple of thousand. Next week I've gone back a couple of thousand. Next week I've gone up a couple of thousand. Next week I've gone back a couple of thousand. It's been the way for the entire season, and I've gone back a couple of thousand this week since we last recorded um, to nine thousand two hundred. The only saving grace is that I haven't used any transfers. I've got thirty left, and unlike my FPL team. I've got two flags. One's an orange in Romero. We'll know the team tomorrow. So I think he'll play, by the way. That seems to be the word. Yeah, I've left him. And the other's uh, Shimakas, who didn't play. Definitely won't play. Won't be playing. So um, I will be moving Shimakas on tonight um, to Rodri, more than likely. Get a couple okay. of games. Uh, I, if I had the money for uh, Erling Haaland, of course, I'd go back there. But I don't. So I don't love Rodri. that as a move. Buying Rodri, he will get passing Terry against Everton today. I've, I'm, and he, and he will if he and starts Sheffield on Saturday United. as well. 
and so listen, that's 10 that, points. I get it. it. It pays your transfer, but I'd almost rather... What about rather... if Alvarez isn't available tonight? For whatever reason, they decided to rest him after their long But travels. I'd almost rather you just went for something that could be like a random Hail Mary, like a Foden with two games or something like that. Of course, listen, we've had this discussion before. It's like, it's always Rodri. But with two games to the overhaul and Sheffield United at home on Saturday... I'd rather go into something that just could go off mad. There are there are two teams that have two fixtures that I like the look of, Man City, and yeah. the other being Chelsea. Yeah. Um. So the other Hail Mary being Kunku if he starts tonight. Yeah. I quite I like that more. I don't I mind mean, that. So I prefer that. I think. I did look at I did look at an Arsenal attacker. <laughs> I did look at the very boring. Uh, sideways move to Lewis Dunk because it gives me uh, and I know Lewis Dunk is very boring but it gives me a secondary captaincy cover for the last day West Ham but he's so that was a little card. bit he's one from huh? the band and he's still yeah, one yellow that's a bit of a yeah uh, it's not ideal so um, I mean look I've, I've had very little returns Dean Henderson um, was so close to to making that transfer worthwhile with his save tier and uh, clean sheet was in the cards, but it didn't work out. He's ended up with a four pointer, but that's fine. I've got two more fixtures of him now, which is, which is cool. I've nothing from Saliba. Obviously he's got one game to go. Uh, nothing from Colwell, although uh, he's got a game to go. Uh, nothing from Shimikas, nothing from Romero. Salah's the only one that's returned me any points, 17 over the two, um, which has been, Okay. Uh Bowen returned. Nothing from Martinelli. Sonny 16 points. Alvarez nothing. Ollie Watkins six. So 62 points at the moment as it stands. Not great at all. 65 for me. Uh, I dealt with my Shimikas problem on Sunday, Surgeon bought Tiago Silva for a whopping four points. Well under the thinking that um he probably not play all three of Chelsea's remaining games, but also knowing that it'd give me really good extra captaincy cover for the two days left. And with Cole Palmer suspended tonight, currently the armband's on him for tonight. If he's in the mm. team, uh, the fullback for me is Petrovic. So can't see me doing anything tonight. Obviously, if the robot suddenly, ah, oh, robots at Goodison Park and he's in the team, then I've still got him. And he'll get yeah, the armband. This is the one that this is where it might get really. But I, I, I think it's beginning to look like he won't play this week at no. all. So he's looking regretful that I sold Alvarez rather than Holland at, at this stage. Yeah, not a great week for for points. I'd, I'd captain Gross last Thursday against Palace for the assist nice assist. Mm. So the Gross versus Dunk debate last Thursday ended very much in a draw. Captain Watkins. Friday night, as many would have done, so that didn't particularly matter. Saturday, a captain Sonny Same for the goal me. against Everton. Uh, Jared Bowen was, I think, for what I had, the standout choice. Had Salah's returns as well. Sunday, I captained Palmer, despite buying Silver. I've been down that road so many times, and I didn't fancy Chelsea for a clean sheet at Molyneux, um, and I wasn't overly surprised that they, they got beat either. Petrovic, that day. Petrovic cool. did rock out a little save tier. So he's been all right as he's come in with like 13 points across the two games. So I'm pretty sure that I'm done here. Oh, oh, even almost but I mean, more... the thing is, if you get an injury now, you're not just not going to 
bother, are you? No, the only one really. So I'm I've got two covers for every every day that's left. So what have we got left is six days. Mm. The only one I haven't got two cover for now is is Liverpool Newcastle next Monday. I've just got Mo. But unless something happens to Mo, and to be honest, even if it did, I don't know. It's do a I, big gap now till that. Do fixture. I really power really into like? Speaking, mate. Do I power into a Trent or Van Dyke for one game? No. If something happens to Salah no. over the next week, no. For me I don't now, think it's so. literally it, this is the, this is the last day I'll be making today slash tomorrow, depending on whether your flavour is Arsenal or Tottenham. This is it now for me. Uh, I've got only Alvarez tonight. Um, sorry, I've got backup is uh, Levi Colwell. Um, and then I've got a secondary backup in Dean Henderson, but I don't really consider them. I love that. I've only got Alvarez. Options. I've got three players. I'm probably. Yeah, no, I don't four. consider them captaincy options. They them for me are just um, stick it on someone because I've got fuck all else. Like I expect nothing out of those guys really. To be honest with you, um, so it'll be Alvarez for me tonight. For you, obviously, it'll be Holland. But if Holland's not there, you said Thiago, right? Uh, with Palmer suspended, yeah, it'll be Thiago Silva captain tonight if he's in the team. If he's not. I just go with Petrovic, which at home to Palace, like it's not bad at all. I, I don't think it's interesting. He says with this Shimikas problem, how much money you got available? Three point seven. It gets me to ten point nine, James. Any position? Any position. I'm in a nice four four two. Yeah, I don't mind. And Kunku is like the hell Mary punt. What about something like um, Richarlison? Uh, to go well, I've got Romero and Son already. Um, so tonight, like, so today is so okay, like if you got Nkunku and he was in the team, would you captain him? I think I would. I think I would because if I'm going Hail Mary, I may as well go Hail Mary, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a home fixture as well. Arsenal player, uh, something, so like, something like a Jesus. No, or... well, look, so the thing is, tomorrow, captaincy, I've got two defensive and two attacking, I've got Romero and Saliba, yeah. and I've got Martinelli and Sonny. I like Arsenal's fixture against West Ham a little more than yours, but it's so, I think it's really up in the air. It all depends on lineups and defensive assets that they've got available, you've got available. I'm, I, I believe both Romero and Saliba, uh, Romero less likely, but Saliba's definitely on for a passing tier. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it might end up being the safe bet, but I also think West Ham can score at any given time. So I don't really fancy him for a clean sheet. He's a five pointer, really. Whereas any attacking return from Martinelli or Sonny will push him above that. So you still got Martinelli. Mm, I, I'm just. I've always had other problems to fix that I can't move him. I'd be very tempted to captain him tomorrow. I think. Hail Mary again. Yeah, to be honest, a little bit. It's in a weird way. It's like most of us are kind of dead, right? Yeah. Like we we kind of looked at today as being probably the last day really to to make move. moves today tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah, I understand. But I think for many, probably tonight, we're looking at am I going to buy Holland back or or not? Because I think like should he suddenly be Saturday morning? We think he's going to start against Sheffield United. Like, would you force him in for the one game? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not when not. you've got the Chelsea alternatives at Luton and Watkins at and Burnley more than likely. And Alvarez, yeah, sure. Mm. I, no, no, I don't think I would. Like, I get it. If he's suddenly in the team tonight, then I get. That there's there's enough there to go. Oh, okay, right. That's two captaincies, four for one over anyone who played yesterday. Sure, get him in. Like I get it. At the moment, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be. And I think if it was just Saturday, 
no, I'd, I'd let it go. Personally, what's your what's your thoughts on? I've obviously got Shimakat's problem. He's got no games left. I could move on. Salah, who's only got one game left, which is Newcastle at home for two games of Holland with captaincy in both. So that's effectively a four for one. But then, what you captain next Monday? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah so do you that. ain't doing that, mate. No, no, no. You can't. If you've got Salah, you ca- that can't be your money make weight. What kids? In- <sighs> Burnley at home. It's captainable, isn't he? <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, it's, no, it's I, th- I, th- I think I'm I'm going to have to just do the hide behind the sofa thing if the robot's available. But uh, hopefully, like you said, he probably isn't. So we're good. No, I mean, look, if, if Holland was in the team tonight, would I would I get him in for Watkins if that was my only route? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Because you're going to catch him again Saturday as well, aren't you? If, if suddenly... Yeah, I don't think, therefore, you'd, you'd probably just know that Watkins could outscore him with his one unbelievably over two captaincies. Um, no, I'd probably get it done. Yeah, I mean, if he's in the team, you're right, he's fine. And with him, it's always the same. It's like, if he's fit, he's in the team. I, I'm, I feel fairly certain that we'd know if he was going to play tonight by now. We are pre-recording the first thing Wednesday morning. There's been no information to suggest that he's even trained with the team. Such, yeah, uh, I'm I'm hopeful that my problem gets solved for me by um by Pep not picking him. Cool, cool. We've got some fixture announcements though. Mind James, do we need to talk about that, or do you want to do that during the overhaul break? Um, is there anything that's cropped up that that's kind of um. It's a couple of single game days we can we can mention now just briefly. Obviously, it's all after overhaul stuff. What I want to do with the two podcasts before we kind of restart is do one pod next week purely on fixtures and one the following week purely on players and selections. Mm-hmm. Um, the fixtures aren't going to move next week. There's probably a few to be wary of from the from the February selection just to keep your your thinking going at the moment. So. In terms of single game days, we know the, the first two weekends already. We've now got Brentford, Manchester City as a Monday night. That can move back to a Saturday night if I ever have an FA Cup full round replay. But chances are, I'm going to guess the robot might be fit by then and he might be in our teams. We've got two Crystal Palace single game days. Cheers. Thanks, Sky. Love you lots. Uh, Chelsea at home, Monday the 12th, and Everton away. Monday the 19th, and they're, they're both going to stick. They're in place. Um, Friday the 23rd, Chelsea against Tottenham. The Metropolitan Police are absolutely delighted with this selection, although I'm sure they got the heads up and probably said yes. Now, the chances are that's not going to stay as a single game day, at least in February, because it'll obviously be postponed if Chelsea make the Carabao Cup final. Sunday 25th, definite single game day. Stop laughing at the back. Wolves versus Sheffield United. Bloody hell. And Monday 26th, also got West Ham against Brentford. That also could move back to Saturday night, I believe, if that's it. if I have a club have an FA Cup fifth round game, which chances are one of them will, I should imagine. Are you got in a cup, Bristol City at home, isn't it? We have, yes. Brentford got Wolves at home. And these little things, like, you know, when when we look at after the FA Cup games, we can say, right, this is now a 
70% chance this is going to stay, for example, we can be a, a little bit more sure or, you know, maybe you, you've both respectively got Arsenal and Man City away and it looks like it's going to stick, for example. So, yeah, the single game days don't look good. They look rougher than, as we'd said previously, December normally works out not too much of a problem. There are some ugly ones in there. Like the idea of having the, to... Um, you know, there's obviously... Uh, yeah. uh, with the TV companies, there's a quota, right? Of, they have to show all the teams a certain number of times or everybody has to get shown. And then are they trying to get all of the, let's say, lower half games done because they expect a very interesting title race and they're going to want to show a lot of Liverpool, Arsenal, City, that kind of stuff towards the end of the season? No, I mean, if you look at Chelsea and Tottenham, who have obviously not been in Europe this year, they've had a lot of Friday and Monday games. Mm. Just, it's just by virtue of not being in Europe this year, basically. I mean, Crystal Palace, two Mondays in a row. It's a bit grim, isn't it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's with there's something uh, something odd at West Ham as well. Sunday again, Sheffield United. Yeah, two o'clock. Followed by Sunday again, Manchester United. Followed by Sunday again, Arsenal. It's it's a lot of Sundays all of a sudden again. You got a Saturday game at Night in the Forest. That won't move. Exciting. Yeah, we we will do the fixtures in more in more detail next week. Um, Perfect. Is the plan. Yeah, there's a, a couple of caveats in there. So West Ham, Brentford, Chelsea, Tottenham, and obviously Brentford, Man City. But yeah, the, the Wolves, Sheffield United will stick Sunday 25th. And the reason that's the only one on a Sunday is Carabao Cup final will be afterwards. And um, those Crystal Palace single game days are, are going to stick as well. Nice. Uh, this We've had obviously more than um, a game week's worth of fixtures to look at in terms of tier points and that kind of thing. James, do you want to cover off some of that? And then we can look at some of the questions we've had in on X.com. Yeah. So it was obviously um, a disappointing night on Friday for Villa. Some big passing tiers knocking about. Clement Longley was in the hundreds, 105. Constant 95. Matty Cash, uh, 69 passes, a very rare one for him, and four tackles, one, and a suspension and an injury. Uh, Douglas Louise and John McGinn, who were the, the midfield two, uh, got tier two pass and tier one, respectively. Vinicius Souza, seven tackles. I've said this might be one, so watch out for a, a little bit more now. Although, actually, he played a different role against Villa. They'd lined up in a 5-4-1 against them and then switched back to more of a 4-4-2 yesterday. Uh, there was some passing tiers for Manchester United players at West Ham. Uh, two centre-backs, Evans and Camboala, making his debut tier two passing. Luke Shaw scraped into tier one. Didn't play yesterday. Kobe Minor also tier one passing, tier two tackles. Jared Bowen, three shots and target to go with his goal. So, and Mohamed Kudus, five tackles, one to go with his goal as well. Obviously, he's going to disappear to AFCON. Um, otherwise, I think he, he might have been quite popular. Yeah, I don't, I'm not surprised. He does like to get sh his shots off. I'm not sure what his shot tier consistency is like, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's up there. Uh, Fulham passing tier numbers. On, um, just on Jared Bowen, there was a moment with Jared Bowen when he scored his his goal. I was like, does that 
get him a shot here just by virtue of the fact that he shot Onana saved it and then he shot again and it went in. And um, uh, I was like, that that's the perfect scenario where you get a shot tier off a single goal. Yes, yeah, Although... the, the Michael Keane one against Burnley. Yeah, two, yeah. The two shots on target, one goal, but effectively becomes like a nine point goal, basically. Yeah. Although then I did remember he had the header in the um, first half that Anana saved, which had been on target. So that got him to tier two, actually, which, yeah, th- those uh, just bring a little smile to the face, I'd say. Um, Calvin Bassi and Tossin Adribao said Fulham passing numbers on the rise 90 and 103 respectively uh, to, against Burnley which perhaps you wouldn't expect to be so big um, Burnley admittedly were winning for all of the second half basically Tom Kearney 79 as well James Trafford five saves starting to look a bet- bit better in goal for Burnley recently and I think his, his name will crop up in the next couple of weeks because of their single game day with Luton uh, Bettinho and Sander Berg in tackles. Andros Townsend, the only Luton player to hit a tier uh, in their victory over Newcastle. That was a shot tier, which included the combined passes uh, for Osho and Mengi, who played centre-back for Luton of 17 across the whole game, um, which wasn't as wow. many as Kieran Trippier, but surprisingly not in the passing. Uh, 47 passes completed for trips at Luton. There were at least eight tackles to go with it. Fabian Scher, 66 passes completed into Tier 1. Bruno Gimraj, two Tier 2 with 81. Um, the Forest-Bournemouth game heavily skewed, obviously, because the early red card to Willy Bolly. Nico, Nico Williams with another tackle haul. Five tackles, uh, seven tackles, one, sorry, but didn't start at Newcastle yesterday. Yates and Gibbs-White also in tackles. Alanga and Chris Wood. In shots, anyone got Chris Woods? Anyone? Huh. Chris Wood in Sky? Anyone? Zero point one percent of the top one K teams, but I think we've established that that's a, a rounding anomaly, isn't it? Someone in the top thousand does actually have Chris Wood, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you well, know what? I, I, uh, no, I, I thought you said he's got zero point zero one percent. Zero point one. So there's ten there's people 10. in the top thousand. I, I think it's got to be a rounding anomaly or something. You know what? I reckon they're people bought in today because it says point one five percent total. So you're telling yeah, me and top one, and in top one point one of them are in the top so a third two thirds of his owners are in the top one K. Yeah, I reckon that's dead teams going. Oh my god, is this guy? Let's buy him today. Uh Semenyo and Solanke was shot tier two, Senesai and Zabani in the passing as well. Senesai's was tier two. Uh Dango Tara played left back, seven tackles one. He did start in that position yesterday as well. Um Tottenham were fortuitous, as I said on uh, Monday's pod was it Monday's pod Tuesday's pod whatever day's pod I don't know what day Sunday's it is. pod Sunday's pod thank you Serge. <laughs> um, against Everton Ben Davis 82 passes completed nothing for Christian Romero so he Surprise. was on 41 at half time which is exactly Davis's 82 so probably would have got a similar number uh, Emerson Royal Kulizewski both in tackles seven saves for Venom in goal uh, Guillermo Vicario uh, nothing of note really, Parson Tears or anything like that for Everton to speak of. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, the only Liverpool player to hit Parson Tear oh, against wow. Arsenal. Declan Rice was the only Arsenal player to hit Parson Tear in the same fixture. Kanate, Shaboshlai, and Odegaard in tackles. Uh, and so to Joe Gomez, which is an interesting one. So Shimikas went off after 35 minutes and won three tackles. Joe Gomez replaced him on one six. Oh, wow. So Shimikas was probably onto something in that game as well, actually. Uh, Mo Salah, uh, the only player to hit shot tier in that fixture. 
from Wolves, Chelsea. Uh, Gomez and Lamina in tackles. Christopher and Kunku in his half hour yesterday, Suj, or on Sunday even. God, I don't know the days at the moment. Three shots on target. Thiago Silva just got to tier two passing, 70 passes completed. Uh, this is size 76. Connor Gallagher is playing a deeper role at the moment, 65. And I think he'll pick up a couple more bits in these last two, but probably playing too deep to think he could be a kind of Hail Mary punt, if you will. 7.8. I'd rather just... Um, I did see one or two Mario Lamina captaincies knocking about on Sunday. Uh, shot tier, tier two tackles and a goal. Nice return there uh from yesterday's games trips did hit passing yesterday but i don't suppose anyone was uh expecting a, a, a three goals conceded to forest 69 as well only for tier one fabian share 70 passes completed uh matt turner even with saves five of them chris wood and Alanga with shots here montiel would come in the team and morgan gibbs white with tackles alexander isak five shots on target um Calvin Bassi and Tom Kearney, tier two passing again at Bournemouth yesterday. Jao Paulinha, uh, tier one tackles. And also uh, a penalty given away, which was Bournemouth's first since black and white television, I believe. Wow. Um, not quite. Uh, from Sheffield United, Luton yesterday. <laughs> another tier one tackle for Vinicius Souza. Four tackles completed. Uh, Cameron Archer was shot here. Nothing at all from Luton. Uh, Liverpool last night, Van Dyke 97, Quanson 98, and Trent 76, tier two passing. Also tackled tier for Trent as well. Watara Endo got into tier one passing. There was shots here for Gakpo and Mo Salah. Eight saves for James Trafford and six tackles for Jordan Bayer. And finally, there was not a single passing tier in the Manchester United Aston Villa game last night. That's despite Longley, Carlos, and Concert all being within five. For Aston Villa. Most passes for Manchester United last night, 41 for Rafael Varane, Rashford, Garnacho, McGinn, all with shots here. Dallo and Dendonka tackles Emmy Martinez with saves. That was a really, really strange game of football last night, which we'll talk Bizarre. about in more detail on Friday. Sush. Bizarre. Um, but, you know, we slammed Manchester United, so we've got to give them a bit of credit for coming back. Oh, still slamming. And picking up uh, three, three points. I'm sure Manchester least. United fans will be... Listen, you're 2-0 down, you win 3-2, you enjoy yourself, no doubt. But yeah, yeah, paper and cracks spring, spring to mind, absolutely. Yes. And I think... Agreed. Villa, Agreed. But, did you watch the game? Uh, only the highlights I saw afterwards. Villa were rubbish Villa, in the second half, right? Villa, yeah, took their foot off the pedal massively and couldn't recover it. Should we do captaincy quick for what's left uh i thought we did but yes let's just recap it all because uh most of the questions that we've had in on twitter are about captaincy to be honest with you james uh tonight i'm going to be going alvarez if alvarez is not available it's going to be cole will uh if cole is not available it's going to be dean henderson um holland if there's a miracle if not silver tomorrow if, like if not said, petrovic I'll probably go Sonny or Martinelli tomorrow, and that's again dependent on the Brighton lineup. But I, I like the Hail Mary of uh, Martinelli. Yeah, I don't mind that for you, actually. And I think, do you know what? If you're in doubt right now, it goes back to what we said at the start. Like, like Rodri's, of course, Rodri's brilliant in this game. But I don't know, for these next couple, I. I would rather just smash it on someone like Foden for such a short Agreed. period, I feel like. I'm, I'm chasing quite a bit as well now. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously, yeah, you know, narratives and where you're at. If you're sitting 15th overall. Yeah, Luke, don't listen to James's (laughs) advice for me. Listen, I don't think Luke's going to be listening to me anyway. Is that where he is at the moment? I don't know. Nah, but he's going to be up there elite top 100 somewhere. I'll find out. He's definitely better than that. Yeah, have a look where, see where our buddy is. I'll, I'll be going sunny tomorrow night. I'm not bothered about the teams again. It's it's the it's the what it could be. I'll be going sunny. Um, okie dokie, uh, Saturday. Holland, hopefully. Um, but I suspect it's it's probably going to be Ollie Watkins for me. At home to Burnley, I know he's had, he's had a he's had a quiet week, obviously. But even looking through the last couple, what did we say? Trafford is what fifteen saves across the last two or so. So you still feel like chances are going to be there. So. Watkins for me Saturday. Nice. Uh, I'll, I've got a lot of options there. I've got Alvarez, obviously, is an option. We've got Watkins as an option. Um, to, it'll be it'll be one of those two. Um, not sure if I end up getting in Kunku. He's potentially an option if the robot was available tonight. Maybe he he comes back into my team. So I I couldn't tell you right now if I had to pick from my existing eleven though. I'd still prefer Alvarez with the home fixture against Sheffield United, and then I'd go to um, Ollie Watkins as my second choice. Uh, on the Sunday, James, obviously you are at home to a much improved Bournemouth. Tenth. Whereas Arsenal go away to a much falling away, fading away Fulham. Um, yeah, so I don't think there this is, is as obvious. I mean, I think I might go Saliba. You know, we, we mentioned it Sunday. You know, Fulham were on great run, and they've gone two games and ain't scored. And Raúl Jiménez has missed them both. It does feel really weird, but mm. I think Williams also been missing. So those two players might be quite key. Thinking about that one on Sunday, obviously we'll see the same. Yeah, Sunny for me again. Sunday, mate. Salah on the uh, Monday. Yeah, and Monday. I think for me, like. If I got there and he wasn't in the team, I'm just going to have to stomach it. The one that really hit me yesterday was Liverpool defensive. But to to transfer that in for one game as a captaincy like Van Dijk or Trent, nah, I think I would just suffer it. I'm 523rd, Serge, and I was at kickoff of Burnley-Liverpool yesterday. I was about 330th. So How many I'm points pr- have you got, James? I'm pretty sure it was that Liverpool clean sheets done me the, the doing in last night one five two five okay so it's interesting um we'll come back to that in a second just the last captaincy jared bone for me yes same yeah ceiling over grosses or dunks for me yeah jared yeah. bone so there's 125 points between us i'm on 1400 and that's the equivalent of nine thousand places there's a further 75 points between you and luke and that's only 500 play. He's 49th as it stands at the moment. So it's almost like the gap to you and me is 125. And then the gap to you and him is 75. I'm 200 points behind, let's say. So it's not quite halfway, but, you know, not what's, too far. What's more likely, me to catch Luke or you to catch me? Bearing in mind Luke's skill set. <laughs> yeah. How many transfers have you got? 25? 27. So I've got 30. I definitely think me to catch you is more likely than you to catch Luke. I don't know what Luke's on. Luke might be on less than 27. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I think he's, he's, be there I think he's probably about there. There or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, 125 versus 70. I think me to catch you is more likely 
because I think a lot of the changes and transfers you and Luke might make will be very similar in that period post-overhaul, whereas I may go a little bit more Hail Mary and have the odd captaincy that really... Oh, you don't in. know. Luke, listen, if Luke's 50th going into April, he'll finish like first or 500th, mate. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just very interesting that the closer you get towards the top, the more bunched up it's getting. Actually, the more spread out it's getting, really. Uh, right. Okie dokie. Questions, James, shall we? Yeah, yeah go. Uh, so they can... Oh, I've, have I closed them? No, here they are. Um, they can. They fall into kind of two camps. Um, and the majority of the questions that we've had in are captaincy over the last few days. So let's smash through all of those, although we've had a bit of discussion around them. And then there's a couple of questions that are a bit broader and more um, holistic around Sky. Uh, also, we're close, Darren. If Holland was on the bench today, would you still buy and not captain? No. I'd if they were go. winning, I don't think they'd bother risking it. Yeah, they? the, yeah, that's a great point as well. That yeah, if they were two new up, maybe they just don't use him. Mm. Yeah, I I think if he was a sub tonight, I'd let it go. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I think at, from this stage now, he is. Buy if he starts tonight. Otherwise, let it go. Uh, FPO hindsight. Take. All I've got tonight is Anderson. Should I suck it up at this stage or make a transfer? Also, I've got Sanchez hanging around. Is there any point replacing him at this point? And if so, who? That's a very much Robert Sanchez, the keeper, obviously, as opposed to Alexis Sanchez, the former Arsenal striker. I mean, do you know what transfer count? I, I, do you know what? I couldn't forgive myself the fact that Petrovic should have been bought two games ago. And mm. yet that's probably the right answer is go, yeah, right. That gives you a better captaincy tonight. You got Luton away Saturday as well. He's arguably still worth it. Yeah, I would say so as well. Again, zero. yeah, it depends. If you're like I, 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 I wouldn't do it, maybe though. not. I wouldn't do it. I'd be so pissed off that I didn't do it two games yeah, ago. Yeah, but the, the, that's emotion. And this is a game of logic, James. Uh, AD Tour, who would you captain on Thursday between Saka and Saliba? Don't have any Spurs attacking, only defensive. So they're off the table for captaincy. Saka. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Saka. it's another one. Like, would you be shocked if Arsenal won 3 or 4 1, for example? So, uh, yeah. No. So Saliba no. will hit. No, like I said, passing. I always back us to score because we've got that talent. Um, the, but the only way, the only way, we could be in trouble. the only way Saliba won't hit tier two passing, I would imagine, is if Arsenal have got the game won really early. And if they've got the game won really early, he's every chance Saka's done the business. So, yeah, Saka for me. Uh, is Diaz the best buy for people with no captain if Holland isn't in the team today? I can't get to Rodri. Well, that kind of says, I'd almost consider looking elsewhere then. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably more go Chelsea. Yeah. I, I because do like you could get Diaz them. tonight. It's a tough game. Sure, he'll hit tier two passing and stuff, most likely. But it's a tough game. And then what? Sheffield United Saturday. You just go, oh, yeah, have the day off, mate. Like, could do, couldn't he? Hmm. So, City, I think. I'd just leave. Dangerous. Yeah, you, dangerous you'd be better off. They've got more options defensively than offensively, right? So yeah. in a weird way, you're almost better off going for like a Foden or a Grealish or just punting something that you wouldn't normally rather than just going down that route with, say, a Diaz. If you specifically want a defensive player, I'd probably still go Chelsea. 
but there is there is the, the same risk applies to their players. Like, I think Silver plays tonight, but maybe doesn't play on Saturday. Obviously, if he doesn't play tonight, then we'll definitely play on Saturday. It feels like it could be like that. Colwell is probably the one that plays both, but it's probably not the passing tiers that come with it. A few Holland questions here. We can smash through these. Uh, Martin, if Holland wasn't in the squad tomorrow, would you still be tempted to bring him on Saturday? Probably no. not. Okay. There's enough good uh, other options on Saturday. Andy Mack, who would you sell? Uh, would you sell Watkins over Solanke to get Holland back? No, I'd sell Solanke. Okay. It's just that's just literally Watkins versus Burnley or Solanke versus Tottenham, isn't it? Yeah. And um, and Watkins, subject to what you've got Tottenham Arsenal coverage, Watkins is probably better captaincy coverage therefore as well. Correct. Uh, Dios, uh, who would you rather sell to bring Holland back? So he's ranked Watkins, Darwin, Solanke. But then I think that's against Solanke, Watkins, Darwin, because it depends if you've got capacity coverage in Salah, but say Salah got benched and you've got no coverage, then Darwin becomes particularly useful, whereas you're more likely to There's no chance Mo Salah gets benched against Newcastle next, absolutely none. So then, other than, other than I, he's not 100%. He's reverse, not 100%. Then, yeah. But there'll be no... It's his last game before AFCON, right? There's no way that he, he doesn't start the game. Then, oh, we're saving for what? Egypt? No, he's he's going to play. So it would only be if he has an injury. I, I do agree with you, though, Serge. You know, training injuries and shit happen, although he doesn't seem to get injured. But yeah, if I had Nunes, I'd probably on that basis, just on the off chance, be quite tempted to keep that rather than, say, Solanke. Yeah, but I would agreed. sell Nunes before I sell Watkins, I think. Yeah. So reverse order of how you listed them. Uh, John Wayne, uh, only have Palmer for captain on his band. If Holland is out, would you bring in Alvarez or Nkunku or just skip and save transfers to overhaul? No, I'd go, I'd punt it. He's top 400 and he's got 30 transfers. Pretty decent. Yeah. Got my sell, transfer count and higher than your rank. I'd sell, go some, with sell something that played yesterday. Yeah, and, and get an Nkunku or an Alvarez and give yourself that captaincy. Definitely. Go on, John. You can do it. Um, right. That's all the captaincy questions we've had. James, you talked there about how you would be beating yourself up about the Petrovic transfer had you not made it earlier. Martin says, I'm looking for some advice on how to approach the overhaul. Uh, and no, sorry, this is not the question I was going to ask. The question was from Gigi Magpie. We'll come back to your question in a second, Martin. How do you get over the decisions you make throughout the season that you think are right, but turn out to be wrong? For example, I transferred Martinez in over Allison and not transferred in Gross for Huang, which has cost me around 30 to 40 points over the last week. Let it go. To, you to, have once, to. A, once the decision's made, the decision's made. And so you, you're not going to win every time. The, like, the way I if you can see... accept that mentally first and go like not every transfer is going to work to your benefit. Yeah, the way I see it, we're halfway through the season, right? If my second half of the season is the same as Luke's first half of the season, his second half of the season is the same as my first half of the season, then we're net net the same, right? I don't think you can. An overhaul is basically a reset button. You're playing two two games. You're playing one half and then you're playing the second half, and if you are scarred from the first half it will mess up your second half. If we were, I wonder how differently we would all approach the second half of the season. If the scoreboard was set to reset to zero and the leaderboard was reset and then you only knew where you were at the end. 
it'd be a completely different mindset because you'd you'd not be able to pull on the impact of what you did in the first half of the season. And what you've done in the first half of the season has zero impact on the second half by your transfer count. That's the only thing. Not quite gonna, true. Because I'm it will affect your that, psyche in terms of template picks or going rogue it, or whatever. It will. It will. But a good decision is a good decision at the end of the yeah. day, right? That's the thing. So I, I think we can get biased a little bit. So what James said there in his best Elsa impression was right. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, we'll come back to Martin's question then. Hi, guys. I'm looking for some advice on how to approach the overhaul and the remainder of the season. He's in great position, currently ranked 836 with 36 transfers. Nice. Right, Mark, it's winnable, mate. Uh, do I play it safe and template until the real fixture games come around? Is it my first season? It's my first season playing, so any advice is welcome. Uh, we should swap teams, mate. Uh, no, I think coming <laughs> out of overhaul, I know there was, this is what used to happen when we used to have the first overhaul four weeks into the season was being template is okay. Like you, what you don't want to do in that first period is lose ground to other people. Like being boring and maintaining for the first few weeks is okay. Um, and because of the way that we've got this split game week, obviously fixture gains are going to be that little bit harder because they're so spread out and you're going to need more coverage from more teams to cover off the captaincies without using any transfers. Like there's no way you can come straight back into blanket anything really, unless you're pretty rogue. So uh, my, my thing is play it safe and template until the real fixture gains come around Um, the odd one or two bits of differential. Sure. But, but play it safe because they will come around uh, and you're in a really good position, Martin. Uh, there's definitely a couple of blankets you can look at. Uh, there's kind of, I'd, I'd reference something Luke himself had said recently about maybe loading up on Arsenal to hold for Salah, Son. I, I should probably repeat just on that basis. On so it gives you a fair point there. The one thing I didn't think about was then pre-booking transfers to get back the returning AFCON and Asia Cup players, which might allow that blanket a little bit easier, yeah. Yeah, just a just a quick point on Salah Sun, and and we'll obviously cover it a, a little bit more. But I tell you what, we might be going without him longer than we think. I've mentioned mm. this on a few of the FPL pods FPL recently. Shows, yeah. Um, but something to bear in mind here: so they're likely to miss, let's say, match weeks twenty one, twenty four. So let's say their first four fixtures after overhaul. Um, for for Tottenham. Let's say it's match week 24. Let's say he's back a week earlier than expected, right? It's Brighton at home on a Saturday. For Liverpool, it is Burnley at home. But it's also a Saturday. The following week, Liverpool go to Brentford Saturday. Tottenham play Wolves at home Saturday. There's no Friday game. And you say, well, but they're that good. I'll just buy them back anyway. Yeah, of course you can. But... Because the Carabao Cup final, the following weekend, they might have no game the following week. And so, therefore, it might be a case of coming back like in March. It could be. It could be that the right choice is to leave them both until March. That's a long time then. It's two months. Yeah. I mean, for Liverpool, we've obviously got the likes of Trent that are clearly captainable as well. So, I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. And Romero is obviously clearly captain. Trent, I think we'll talk about him more in the next couple. He's going to be, I think, the most popular Liverpool selection, I think, at the moment. I'd be surprised if he's not. 
Well, you kind of sort of answered uh, full-on Frenzy's question. We're not going to answer it because we're going to do it in a couple of weeks. He says, broader question, but which players are you most excited to bring into your team during the overhaul that you don't currently own? Actually, to be fair, that is a fair question that we don't currently own. I mean, Rodri. Give me some of that, Rodri and Trent, I think. I haven't got any Liverpool defensive coverage. Um, I want to get both of those guys into my team. Um, yeah, it's going to be like Eze or Elise or Neto or Huang. <laughs> or Wilf Zaha is going to make a lone move return to the Premier League for Sheffield oh, United and we're all going to buy great, it. Wouldn't Come it? on, that. Um, to be that. fair, on those Palace single game days, I mean, the way it works anyway, you, you won't have to start with one on overhaul. You can come back to it for the the two Monday night games and it might be to just go, sod this, I don't, I don't want none of it. Um, yeah, I think Rodri's a good shout, Serge. I think Trent is the one I was that, that's hurt me now, a little. So I've not had, <laughs> over this sort of period last year, Newcastle killed me defensively. That's not happened this time, despite having none of it. And I did have Pope, and I've not really done anything since obviously Pope got injured. Um, and he was doing fine before that. But yeah, Trent is hurting me at the moment. I don't know. I will have a look at something like Solanke and just going, right, should I just go like a Solanke, Watkins, Holland, longer term and play around with the other little bits moving forward? I think like most goals in the Premier League, non-penalty now, I think. I saw wow. stats. It's madness. Cool. Uh, James, that's a wrap for all of the questions we've had in on X. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And like I said, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, because that's how you'll get notified whenever anything new does go out, which will be fixtures next week, players the week after, overhaul wrapped. Um, if you do enjoy playing Sky Fantasy Football, you might want to consider joining our Patreon, but uh, you may as well wait till the 1st of Jan now, right? Uh, it doesn't matter anymore, so people can join uh, whenever they cool. want. Join whenever you want, then you'll get James's Excel spreadsheet, if, which if is you, a if you join page. on the 27th this month, you get charged on the 27th next month. So. Every month, lovely. They've 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 mixed it up on Patreon. Um, you'll get access to James's fixture planning spreadsheet and our Slack community, where there's some very engaged Sky Fantasy Football managers that will help you uh, whenever you've got any questions. It's pretty lively on match days as well. Um, but other than that, thank you for joining us during this Christmas break. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend and happy new year. Cue music, please, manchild. The Fantasy Football Show. Podcast Network.